1: I can't stop laughing. I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo!
2: Guys, how do you
1: talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog?
0: I don't know. episode Babs, Riss, and MB spent quite a bit of time talking about high school sports and whether or not they should be allowed when these schools are going 100% virtual. There is of course talk about other sports and we throw in some entertainment in this episode as well. TV shows, books, etc. So please listen and enjoy.
3: This is a Walk in the Park podcast with Babs, Riss, and MB. We're here today to talk to you about a wide range of topics, the first of which is high school sports in the yes. world virtual school. MB, lay it on us. I say <laughs> that if
4: school is virtual, students should have the right to, should have the opportunity, not, not the right, opportunity to participate in fall sports that are football and cheerleading. You know how football goes, it's, the, yeah.
3: Do you um, feel, sorry, I will ask questions. I will refrain from sharing my, my feelings, but do you think football is the only sport, fall sport, that is allowed to happen, or should all fall sports be allowed? All
4: fall sports should should happen with conditions put on them.
3: Okay. Can you remind me what other fall sports are? I'm not even sure I know in high school. The soccer one? Let me see. Sports and activities.
4: Guys- Cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Cross country. Oh, flag yeah. football. Football. One act play, like drama. Fast okay. pitch softball. Hmm. And then volleyball. Oh, volleyball,
3: that's right. Right, Okay. Hmm. Right. Huh. Okay. Well, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted a broader understanding. Okay, so that is, that is your position. What about yes. you, Rick, as a,
1: I'm opposed a child to who plays
3: school sports?
1: I'm opposed to any of these sports taking place right now because I don't feel – enough people know the science behind who is getting COVID and who isn't and why. Um, We know that people can be asymptomatic. We know that people can get it right away. We know that there are high risk uh, people out there, you know, uh, people with cancer or immunocompromised people. Uh, And we do know now that it's not just a respiratory infection, but it is a blood um, issue. Some people, some parents would argue, well, it doesn't affect children as much, but when it does affect children, they get get very sick as well. Um, Some don't, but I don't know. I guess my point is we don't know enough about the science yet to be able to predict who's going to get it and who isn't. Now, if there was a test that said, you know, you could give a test to, let's say, the football team and you found out that five of those kids were definitely gonna get it and get very sick, but the rest of them weren't, then I would say maybe you can go ahead and and continue the season, or start training or whatever and see what rolls out. But um, I'm just terrified that, again, to to reiterate this, I'll sound like a broken record, there just isn't enough science to understand this disease and what it's doing to people. Um, I know certain sports like football, can be held outside but it's it's constant contact uh volleyball can't really be held I don't think because it's indoors Mm -hmm. Uh, so my idea is if you're gonna play a sport at all it should be an outdoor sport um but I feel like and I know I'm it sounds like I'm prejudiced because my son plays tennis but (laughs) it's only it only has to be two people on the court and they have no contact so, you know, I, it, I really wasn't comfortable with the kids going back to school face-to-face anyway. And now there are the, all these online petitions with trying to send their kids face-to-face. And, but I, I just feel until we find out what is going on and why, we really have to back off and really pay attention to, to doing the right thing so we can get back on track and figure out what other precautions can be taken so that everybody can stay safe. And that's my position.
3: Okay. And you both heard um, Fulton County Superintendent Mike Looney say- I think uh, he said
4: something like-
3: Do you know exactly what he said? I will find
4: it right now.
3: Okay because it, yeah. that creates an interesting...
1: It was a page length of... Uh,
3: it's, uh...
1: But he felt really bad about making that decision because he just, again, he, uh, he doesn't know what's happening, and he, he understands we have to stay safe, and he would rather make the decision to stay safe.
3: Did you find it, MB? Yes, it says...
4: The superintendent also said that in the days and weeks following the resumption of exercises and conditioning for athletes, the the experience hasn't gone well.
3: Yes, that is what I heard
4: too. Looney said even with extra limitations, Fulton County put on the conditioning programs the number of active cases of COVID among our athletes and coaches have continued to rise.
3: Yes. I heard he also said something along the lines, if I can't keep 20 kids safe outdoors, how can I, you know, reopen schools? And so I will try not to go on my very, you know, aggressive long rant. I'll I will just you say, to- wait, I will just say Our- that I don't think but if schools are virtual, I don't think it is fair to the non-athlete students to let the athletes continue to practice and thereby continue to potentially jeopardize the ability to reopen schools. The reopening of schools should be the priority, and you should be doing what you have to do to make that happen. And I think that means student-athletes, there are no false sports. Until they get COVID under control, there's this
4: one district, Cobb County, is still mm-hmm. planning to hold fall sports. Well,
3: yeah. and there's
1: also, I'd like to make the point that even if your kid doesn't get it, who's to say they're not going to be asymptomatic and give it to mm-hmm. an elderly relative or somebody living in the house that is immunocompromised? So that's yes.
3: another thing there. yes, yeah, so that's always a concern to me. I just like feel coach you can't Milton tested positive for
4: the football coach at Milton tested positive for the coronavirus, yeah. but with mild symptoms earlier, I think two weeks ago.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think I had heard that as well. I mean, it's just it's hard. It's just hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that the superintendent of schools could use the actual example of while well, bringing the student-athletes caused the problem that has caused me to make the decision to keep schools closed. But let's still let that go on and keep happening while the schools are closed. Right. <laughs> How does that make any sense? It doesn't. I just don't think it makes any sense. And really, unfortunately, what we are seeing is more and more high school students are getting diagnosed. Yeah. Yes. So it's almost like... And I, you know, my kids are in private school, and so I don't have, but like, maybe you could at least let the elementary school kids go back or something. I mean, they're not, everybody thinks they're germy, oh, and they can't handle this or that. But I'm like, "Mm, there's nothing here to suggest that they are actually germ carriers or germ receivers of this virus in a concerning, at a concerning rate. Yeah, but
1: again, you have to be concerned about the teachers who might be, might be.
3: Well, that's a case-by-case basis. I don't think you shut down entire school systems because of one or two teachers that claim they can't come to work because they're... Oh, sure. And if, sure. And if you are, I mean, if, and you think kids are that germy anyway, then why are you... How can you be a teacher? Because kids, if you think kids always carry germs, then you're always at risk. I have a question. Yes.
4: In the spring, are mm-hmm. sports going to be allowed, Like, like the spring sports, because in the fall, if you're, both of you are saying that, that there should be no sports, but in the spring,
3: should there be sports? If the schools are open, then there can be sports, yes. If and the schools are point. still closed, not at, as in to close to in-person, then there should not be sports. And if they can reschedule fall sports to the spring and have a spring season and they're able to do that and that works, then I'm fine with that as well. As we discussed, some student athletes then might have to make a choice. If in the fall you're used to playing football and in the spring baseball and then the two have the same spring season because of COVID, then each athlete would have to decide, well, which am I doing? Right. So and
1: most spring sports are held outside, I would add to that and by that time I would also say that you know we're not even a year into this who knows what we're going to find out six more months from now
3: true but even with the sports you know spring sports being outside I mean right now we're seeing the problem is happening when the students are just getting together to do their conditioning outside so outside doesn't safety I agree with you that tennis in particular is a sport where they could be more careful
4: yeah um, what about and then in the winter you got basketball mm-hmm. basketball i don't i don't see how you can do basketball inside no i mean well, I,
3: you can't do it outside
4: yeah what about swimming and diving you're next to each other in the locker room
3: that's like the if, thing yeah they'd have to like you like... get
4: into the pool mm-hmm. you're swimming next to each other yep when you get yeah, out but of the, the chlorine—the
3: chlorine
1: tends to kill everything. So you could technically s- stay on the side away from people as you're doing your dive, or as you're doing your swim. But I agree. I think that would be kind of difficult too. I would—I don't know the science behind that.
3: But if chlorine did kill everything, why wouldn't they be using that to kill the coronavirus? Boom, done. I don't know. <laughs> um, no swimming. It would be the same thing. Yeah, if you could. If you could keep people separated from each other, but, you know, they're on the starting blocks jumping in. So they're within six feet of each other for a period of time. It's a short period of time, but then you're inside and it gets really like humid, I think, in some yeah. of these yes. indoor sporting places. And when you have My com- question is the ventilation. Yeah, and the ventilation. Yes. Humidity, poor ventilation, athletes breathing heavily because they're for exerting hours. themselves- I mean, I think so. You know, with Vivian and gymnastics, we her season would start in December. USA Gymnastics is putting out their meet schedules. I think just because they're like, well, we have to, you know, if we're even going to have any chance of having a season, and we obviously realize we may just have to shut it all down or never start it. But we were talking about maybe they'll just if something. The end of a regular season, maybe they'll just tell gyms like just do smaller one-on-one meets with another gym. Stagger your times. Don't have that many kids in there. Don't let parents come watch.
4: I have an idea for those swim and dive parents who have kids in the swim and dive program. May, maybe stagger the times of the meets. Like allow yeah. this one group of students to come and let yep. them do their let them do it first, and let a second group of them come and.
3: Yep. No, I think that's exactly what they're going to have to do. They just have to keep fewer people together. But again, I don't know. You know, I don't know, if, I don't know if people can handle this, right? Because then somebody would shout like that it was unfair. Somebody would try to claim discrimination, even though um, sports are not a living entity or even a business entity in high school that can be discriminated against. I don't know. It's just, we'll see. Like, I'm sure if people were told swim and diving can happen, but football can't, people would lose their minds, right? Yes. <laughs> well, there's always going
1: to be some type of backlash, no matter what you decide. So, you can't wait. It win. is
4: true. The, the, at the Fallen County school, school Board meeting on Thursday, July 23rd, mm-hmm. they're supposed to decide on fall sports and the Georgia High School Student Association the Georgia High School, the GHSA, is supposed to meet
3: this upcoming Monday. Okay. Yeah, we were, and we were talking about who gets to make the actual decision. Is it that Georgia uh, Sports Association, or is it the school districts? Like, who actually gets to decide? Yes. But we shall see. So, next week should be interesting. We We will get more feedback on high school sports in the coming week.
4: Ladies and gentlemen of the high school sports jury, most of you will say, yes, there should be a fall sports. And some of you say there should not be a fall sports if schools are not in session. So I'm wondering, what's your opinion on the topic of fall sports? Should there be a fall sports for the athletes who participate? in football who participate cheerleading cross country flag football volleyball and fast pitch softball
2: Hi there this is Riss from Riss and Dad's Walk in the Park podcast and today I will be Discussing my closing arguments for whether or not we should have sports, whether they be college sports, high school sports, professional sports, so on and so forth, during this COVID outbreak. Uh, I feel, I am of the position that we should not be having any sports from in any of these venues. So this is my reason why. If you look at the science, if you follow the science, um, what happens is children from the ages of you know one to ten generally don't spread the virus. However, children and young adults from the ages ten to twenty five seem to be the carriers. So having said that, premise for my argument is to be able to say, listen, if somebody is asymptomatic and they take it back to their home, they could potentially hurt or kill a breadwinner or both breadwinners. Now, I haven't heard, I I have heard of situations where whole families have been wiped out because of this virus, maybe leaving the kids, orphans or maybe not necessarily orphans, they have little family members, but until the science shows that we can test for people who are asymptomatic, really, or who could be, who could potentially be, until the testing gets better to a point where we have rapid testing all the time instead of a two-week wait, uh, until we have testing where people can actually, get it for free. Um, It shouldn't be in some areas and not in others. I have a friend who lives outside of Detroit and she can't get the testing outside for, for, for less than $250. She would have to go into Detroit to pay $250 to get, or for free I should say, to get her testing done. It's unacceptable. This country is not in a space to be sending people back to back to school and or play sports for kids or young adults between the ages of 10 and 25, and that includes all four, four sports professionally. So if it's a contact sport, obviously football would be out of that. Um, tennis seems to be. Uh, Okay. Right now, I feel that the world team tennis sports that are taking place right now are really uh, uh, an experiment to see how well it goes. Will any of those players come back testing positive? Um, so we can we can base a little bit of our science on how well that goes, because we know that professional tennis has been postponed uh, because of this epidemic. So my closing in closing arguments. I would just like to tell people, the United States, uh, the people of this podcast, anyone who's listening, to just use some common sense because we don't, one might argue we don't have enough science to back up everything that's happening. But we do know, we do know that we can prevent it. We do know that if we wear a mask, it helps. If we wash our hands, it helps. If we don't touch our faces, it helps. We can prevent this from spreading. The people who are going out to bars, the people who want to go back to school, the people who are hanging out at big events without social distancing are only hurting—not only themselves, but the people around them. So. My best case scenario is just to tell people through the fall season we continue, should continue to social distance, we should continue to wash our hands, and we should continue to try and not touch our face, and with the hope that in that interim through the fall, not only can we get our numbers to a place where we can feel comfortable again, but maybe the science will get better. And just maybe, just maybe the trials for the vaccine will be even further along than where they are now. So I just implore you to all take care of yourselves and I implore you to social distance and to not worry about sports because one day they'll come back. It isn't a priority, for some people it is, but it's not a priority, none of that's gonna happen without sports. And kids will be fine. Thank you very much.
3: Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. what What else should we talk about, MB? Are we ready to move to our next topic? Yes. What should that topic be? How about sports? It's a good segue. I like it. Now, the last time we talked sports on the podcast, I was a little mean and restrictive and said we could only talk about the sports I wanted to talk about. So this week, MB, we can talk about whatever sports you want to talk about. So just lay it on us.
4: The International Olympic Committee is still planning to allow fans to the Olympics.
3: Okay. Which is still like a year plus away, so fingers crossed. All right. What
4: else? The base baseball season is supposed to start this upcoming week.
3: Okay, like a week from today, right? Yes. Do we know Um,
1: that the Yankees and the Mets are actually starting their training today?
3: Yeah, the training has been happening, but the actual games, right? Right. Yes. so let's see, let's see what we got here if I can actually read. Oh wait! What? Okay, no, you're right, Rest. They're actually doing like what they're calling spring training games. Yep. And those are, yeah, there's some today, tonight. I wonder if they're gonna be on TV. Yes. Wow. Okay, uh, yes.
1: ESPN oh. or ESPN 2 I've been okay. watching um I've been getting updates because I've been watching uh, ESPN 2 today, uh, World Team Tennis.
3: Right. You're gonna have to tell us about yeah. that in a minute. But let's see. Today's spring training games are the Phillies versus the Nationals, the Indians versus the Pirates, and the Yankees versus the Mets. Uh, side note when are they going to change the Indians' name? <laughs> wow, that is like on yeah. me. Uh, yeah. That's and in the discussion, you... right?
4: <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you get the, and then you got the race tomahawk. Yes. oh,
3: That's right. They're
1: thinking about taking that away. That they but they're not
3: thinking about changing the name.
4: Correct. I, I say, if you, I say, if, I say, and here's a hypothetical. Let's say the Braves change their name from the Atlanta Braves and name it the Atlanta firefighters. Okay. That would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be
3: very funny. That would be funny. It is the the interesting thing about the Braves. I don't remember. Or really name know it the Atlanta the... Angels. There, well, there's already the Los An- the Anaheim Angels, yeah. remember? Yeah. But the thing is, before they were the Atlanta Braves, they were the Boston Braves. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, and of course, being from Massachusetts, you know, I'm a little biased, but I'm thinking was the Braves' name actually intended as a reference to Native Americans? And I'd have to go back and research. Like, was the Tomahawk Chop part of the franchise when it was in Boston? Or is that something that came later after the team moved to Atlanta? Let's see. Let me see. I'll Google. Did the Boston Braves do the Tomahawk? Boston Braves to the Tomahawk. Let's see what it says. I'm so tired,
4: Marissa, I played tennis <laughs> today. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So st-
3: oh. Zombie.
4: All right, oh. so here you
3: go. The Tomahawk Chop was adopted by fans of the Atlanta Braves in 1991. So it is not associated with oh, the okay. great city of Boston. There you go. um let's see but yeah I don't know why why were the Boston Braves named the Boston Braves why were the Boston Braves named the Boston Braves um let's see if there's anything quick there uh Many of the Bean Eaters stars jumped to a new team. The team adopted an official name, the Braves, for the first time in 1912. Oh, okay. So I guess it maybe was actually, it did have something to do with uh, a Delaware Valley Indian chief.
4: Weird. How's my background noise, better?
3: Yes, it's much better. All right. So, are either of you going to watch any games to, tonight? No. No. No baseball games. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't see any. So, like, there's spring. bets today. Spring training tomorrow. A couple more teams get added. I'm of course scrolling. I'm like, where are my Red Sox? They don't even get a spring training game until oh, no one cares about the twenty first. I well. If I have to care about baseball, I care about the Red Sox, but overall, I don't care about baseball at all. So, okay, there yes. you go. I might watch it just to see if they actually do things like not touch each other and high five each other and all keep right. social distance on the benches. I might just watch it as like interesting social commentary. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now, yeah. What other sports do you want to talk about, MB? The NFL.
4: The, the NFL has this, um, I lost my thought. I'm going to have to find it. Are going to tell
3: us that they're getting ready to start? Because you had shared that with us. They
4: got, um, the NFL and the NFL Players Association agreed agreed to plan for reporting to training camp.
3: Mm-hmm. So yes. that's good. We
4: think. We hope. And then there was a report out in Washington. Remember when I said yesterday
3: about the, about those 15 women that came out? Oh gosh, right. Yes, the, the sexual harassment claims against the Washington Redskins by 15 female reporters. Uh, oh yeah. I think, yes, I think, we will see how that plays out always very discouraging and disappointing to hear more examples of stuff like that happening. Yeah.
1: Um, Agreed. It's unnecessary.
3: Yes. That's again, a whole separate conversation we could be having. Um, Yeah. But we will see if the NFL, I mean, you know, all they can do is try to move along as best they can. But I'm looking at this article from USA Today from, two days ago that said the NFL Players Association reveals 72 players have tested positive for COVID-19 as of July 10th. None oh. were named specifically, nor was it apparent how many players in a league with nearly 3,000 of them have been screened at this point. Uh, let's see. Rams center Brian Allen, Broncos linebacker Bon Miller, and Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott are among those who have publicly discussed their bouts with the novel coronavirus. I did know Ron well, had it pretty early on. Yeah, um, there's a, the, there's
4: a, and then here's something else that it says the NFL's reported plan. This is re, NFL's reported plan for, for their 2020 season includes shortened injured reserve stays for everyone and special, and they have a special plan. For COVID nineteen cases,
3: okay. I mean, I guess y- you have to, right? Because there's certain protocols. Um, you know, if somebody's but the weird thing is, what's going to be interesting is, you know, because if you have been in prolonged contact with somebody who gets a positive test result, then you yourself are supposed to get tested and go into quarantine for fourteen days, unless perhaps you get the test and the results come back before that, but. What I've heard is, you know, you're supposed to wait five to eight days after you think you've been exposed to get tested anyway, because if you get tested too soon, then it'll just come back negative because there's not enough of a viral load to be detected by the tests. So, interesting. Hmm. And then to
4: tennis, we're one one month away from the
2: US Open.
1: Well, we'll see about that. We'll see if that even takes place. But they're saying it is. I think I it will. Can't imagine who is going to be in it.
3: Serena, of course. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Well, so, but we were texting about this a bit earlier this week. Like, I think Djokovic will come play if the Tennis Association won't require the players to quarantine for two weeks when they come back to Europe because, you know, the thought process is we can't do that if, if we want to play warm-up tournaments before the French Open, which is two weeks after the U.S. Open. So I think he well, said, but, yeah. I didn't have to quarantine, he would come, and he is hoping that the U.S. Open tournament officials will change their minds and allow more, of, more people to come with you into right. So, but what I couldn't find online when I was looking, because I'd remembered reading something and Simona Halep had referenced like, you know, well, she'd have to make her final decision by mid-July because that's when the deadline entry is. And here we are, it's July 18th. And so I feel as though this is the middle of July. (laughs) Right. But, you know, and they're still having the Cincinnati and Western Open at the US Open Tennis Center. So you'd think um, maybe we could find information because that starts like August 17th or something or 15th or. Who's your favorite to win the US Open? Uh, well, favorite would be who do I want to win it? Not. Yeah. Well, of course, I want Serena to win on the women's side and Novak to win on the men's side. I have what no about, idea what their actual chances are of doing that. Yeah. What about, what about you, MB?
4: I stay Serena. Mm-hmm. For the women's side, I don't know about the men's
3: side. Well, are you an Adal fan? Yes. I don't know if he's coming. Uh, no, I don't think he is.
1: I think he's going to stay so he can
3: play the, the French Open. Well, yeah, Well, right. And so, I, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the thing is, a lot of, like, the players who are still ranked pretty highly, I think were planning on coming because they didn't care that there were, like, limits to your entourage. You know, like, a number 20 to 30 ranked player in the world is like, yeah, I don't have an entourage that travels with me, so if they're only letting one person come in, like to sit there, like my coach will sit there and I'm fine with that. He's like, we're not all Novak Djokovic who travel with an entourage.
1: (laughs) Right. The the bigger thing
3: would be the quarantine on the way back. And I would think that people, I would think they would figure that out. I'd be like, no, don't quarantine them. Just COVID test them.
1: Well, yeah, I guess.
3: I don't know. So we'll see, but we're going to- I just don't
4: want there to be an asterisk. Next to, those, uh, next to those championships, it says this person's really? name,
3: and then the I, aster- think they should be. I think there no. should be. Yes, nope, you're never going to convince me of that because you can never guarantee from year to year who would play anyway. Maybe every single one of Steffi Graf's uh, you know, opens should have an asterisk after Monica Sellis got stabbed in the neck by that crazy German fan because. Where Monica Seles is, everybody, everybody couldn't win crap.
1: They would be there if they didn't have to make the decision about their health. That's, that, that's irrelevant.
3: not irrelevant. No, because so no, <laughs> the basic premise is it's not a not not legitimate win is. because the best people aren't there. So if the best people aren't there, yeah, so you
1: were, exactly. I disagree
3: with that. And actually, exactly. If the
1: best people aren't there, then Serena's not playing any heavyweights.
3: But what does it matter? She gets credit for being there.
1: It, but it's not like she's killing herself to try and get through the whole tournament. I
4: don't I will understand. Have, I will so anytime Serena
3: wasn't playing, then, so whoever won when Serena was out, there should be an asterisk there because they weren't no. playing the best player in the world. It was easy for them. It was easy. So oh. whoever won when she was on maternity leave, screw them. Asterisk. I
4: will have order.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will have order. Maybe we should get off the tennis topic, MB. Maybe yeah. we should do another topic. Should we be Let's done see. with sports? Yes. All right. What else do you want to What else do you want to talk about? How- what entertainment? Any entertainment. Oh, yes. I've just
1: been watching world team tennis. I know we're not supposed to talk about sports, but that's what all right. Well, that doesn't
3: even sound like a real team sport or a real I, sport. So, can you just briefly explain what it actually is?
1: It's um, so all these players, it's, it's, they have very different rules for scoring and stuff, but because they're teams, that's how they. So, you know, you play, I think you play like a regular set, but you don't play ad tennis. And then Mm -hmm. um, I think you bet you play best two out of three sets, which sounds normal, but there are different um, rules once you get past, if you have to have like a tie break. So like, let's say it's like whatever the score is, they go into like super tie break rules or something. And then each
3: team gets a point for every game they win if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, is anybody like, we know playing this team world team tennis or are these unknown yeah, some, people I, some,
1: some people i do recognize
3: um okay. but yeah it's kind of fun because
1: they play a lot more doubles than they play singles so it'll be like i mm-hmm. think two lines of singles and three lines of doubles or something okay
3: that's like usta right all right, sorry, because now I feel like I need to say this, which is sports, but then we can change topics. Did you guys hear that at the U.S. Open, there's not going to be any mixed doubles, no juniors, and no wheelchair?
4: None of that's no, happening this
3: year. I and did not hear that. If you're in the singles, if you're participating in the singles tournament this year, you cannot also participate in the doubles. I want, I, my question is, I wonder how the
4: draw is going to look For these tennis tournaments since since you know some of the players are not coming yeah
3: there's no qualifying there's no qualifying you're going to get in based off of your rank and then there's going to be eight this is on the men's side there's going to be eight wild card but i think those are just going to be assigned based on i guess how they normally do like don't they just hand out the wild cards to people that they think should be in it but just didn't have the rank to get in i just know there's no qualifying tournament this year like normally you could qualify, oh, right. to get in and like, they are not doing that
4: like wimbledon is paying like wimbledon is paying their people for they're still paying the they're still paying the people who were supposed to qualify
3: yes i did see that so i mean that was nice of them i guess um but all right entertainment sorry sorry Focus on entertainment. What have you been watching, MD?
4: I'm thinking about starting
3: Homeland. Yes, yes. We were talking about that. Homeland is very heavy. Maybe you you tell me when you're going to start it, and I'll start watching it from the beginning again, too. Because I didn't watch like the last two or maybe even three seasons. I watched a few of the seasons and then I don't know if I got caught up or I was just like, this is too emotionally intense, but I would watch it again. That's so you too intense. You posted. Have you seen it, Riz? No. You might You're like not. it. Yeah. I hear
1: some things I know I would like, but it's just, I don't have that type of time.
3: Sure you do. I got, <laughs> I, got,
4: I, got I got finished watching Quantico.
3: Right, that only had like three seasons. With
4: Pianka Chopra, Mm -hmm. not Oprah Chopra. Yeah, however you however you say that name.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I watched I think the first two seasons of that show, and then it just got so crazy. What the heck? I couldn't keep track of who was betraying who, and who was the secret agent now and. Um, I'm watching funnier things like funnier lighthearted things like this show, Superstore, starring America Ferreira. I had avoided this show for many years because I thought the title of the show was stupid. It <laughs> looks really a, funny. It's a really funny show. And that oh. actor who <clears throat> plays, who stars opposite her, whose real life name I can't remember, um, he was also on this show. A while back that I liked Drop Dead Diva and it actually filmed here in Atlanta and I believe I was out at Trader Vic's with your sister Riss <laughs> maybe about nine years ago my friend Suzanne was in town and we um, went to Trader Vic's, and he was there Oh wow Celebrity um, Yeah so I watched Superstore um, How is it?
4: I've I heard- like it
3: it's good. It's a good sitcom. It's very, it's very funny. <laughs> I watch it, I watch it on Hulu. I don't know where else you can watch it. Um, like, I think it's still on the air. Even though what happened this season, which was the end of season five, I think, um, America Ferrera left the show, her character. And she said, but they didn't get to finish it. They didn't get to finish recording the final episode. So when they go back, when they get back together, she's like, it's going to be weird because I like have to go in and record the final episode when really they should be starting like the new season. But I I think think this is us is preparing to go back to production. Yeah, I I know. So it is. I just wonder how they're going to do that, though. But I had heard like maybe starting in September shows we're going to try to get back into production.
4: And then for those soap operas, they're not to get their actual family members to do, to do the make out scenes.
3: <laughs> no, that sounds, yeah. that sounds incestuous and illegal and wrong. <laughs> oh my, oh God. my gosh. Well, and then of course, you know, in entertainment, I consider entertainment to include books. I have a lot going on with books right now. How's um, your book coming? Oh, well, the book that I'm writing. Yes, that's coming along swimmingly. I oh, just have too many ideas though. It's like how am I going to tie all these together? I keep coming up with new things. Maybe what I did we
4: talk about back? yesterday that you weren't in including in your book? I think it was about it wasn't about Rush Limbaugh and chan no, no, no,
3: no. Rush Limbaugh's not in my book unless I put it right. in a circle of hell. Thank you. um the cir- yeah the circle talking of about hell. circles of hell maybe Dante's circles of hell because I'm I'm revisiting that and I I always loved the Divine Comedy. Um, you know, when I read it in my younger days and I'm revisiting it because it's just so fascinating to me. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm listening to John Bolton's book, The Room Where It Happened. Is it um, good? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and, you know, so it says... He was, you know, as President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton spent many of his 453 days in the room where it happened, and the facts speak for themselves. The well, which of- room are we talking about? What? Over in my It's It's a metaphor. It's not a one specific room. It's a reference to um, Hamilton and that, the famous song in the Hamilton Broadway musical, The Room Where It Happened. That's why yeah. he picked that title. But it says and then it's the most got... comprehensive and substantial account of the Trump administration, and one of the few to date by a top-level official.
4: And then you got, and then you got Mary
3: Trump's book, which I know you're listening to, Babs. I am listening to that, MB. It's true. In this revelatory, authoritative portrait of Donald J. Trump and the toxic family that made him, Mary L. Trump, a trained clinical psychologist and Donald's only niece shines a bright light on the dark history of their family in order to explain how her uncle became the man who now threatens the world's health, economic security, and social fabric. Dun, dun, dun. It sounds, yeah. It sounds interesting. How is it? It's interesting. I'm, I'm not that far into it yet, though, because I've been prioritizing my my other listening. Um, so I have six hours and 56 minutes left of the Marielle Trump book. I think I've maybe literally listened to like 20 or 25 minutes of it. And I still have 14 hours and 10 minutes left of the Bolton book, of which I've already listened to like 10 hours. <laughs> oh, and then I have to read How to Be an Anti-Racist by Abraham X. Kendi. Um, You're reading a lot of books, you? I always read a lot of books also and in, in, in a wide variety of formats. I listen to books, I read books. You know, the, I have "How to Be an Anti-Racist" in hard copy. I'm listening to those two books we just talked about, and then on my Kindle, I am reading "Night, Sleep, Death, the Stars," a novel by um, Joyce Carol Oates, and that's a very interesting premise My as back well.
4: hurts. My back, my back hurts. Killing me. My back. You're changing topics. <laughs>
1: changing topics. My back You're killing me, Michael. I feel you.
3: All right, let's switch to backs. Oh. (laughs) Tell us what's happening, people. What would you do to your backs? Come on, lay it out there. I Uh I clean my house. Okay, so Uh you did something stupid, Marissa, and now you're paying the consequences.
1: I know. I should not clean my
3: house. (laughs) Don't clean clean your your house. Who does that? that? You should direct Uh your, your boys to clean it for you. You should sit on the sofa, they should bring you a drink, and you should be like, dust that, mop that.
4: Yeah, you should get yeah. a butler. You should get a butler,
3: Marissa. You should make her boys the butlers. The butler I boys. Should,
4: I should I should have
1: that talk tonight over wine with Chris. Nice. Get him liquored up and then he'll make that decision.
3: There you go. <laughs> what about you, MB? What did you do, do to hurt your back? Nothing. I
4: tweaked, I tweaked a muscle. Oh. I'm well, sorry. You gotta,
1: I, that's what I'm doing. I'm icing it.
4: Yeah, yeah I. And then you got back. my mom's back that still hurts.
3: Oh, no.
4: yeah.
1: I got to help her out. I got to get in touch no. with her.
3: Back. Yeah. Uh, well, thankfully, my back is better. It was hurting Thursday and yesterday because I wore the wrong sneakers for strength training. Um, and so it like, yeah. And my trainer warned me. She's like, oh, I see you have new sneakers, Babs. Those are such and such, such and such. I was like, <laughs> okay. And she's like, yeah, you might find those aren't great for this workout. <laughs> she's like, they're running shoes, which I knew they were. That's why I bought them. Because, you know, Jonathan has been running. And he, like, keeps saying how his sneakers are so wonderful and makes running so easy. And I hate running. So I was like, well, let me get these running sneakers and maybe then I'll run. Maybe I have a question. Like Jonathan, have you, have you ever tried running? Yes, and I've hated it. I think it's Did awful. I- yeah, running is ho- horrible. And no, I would not running. be running. I would be jogging. Uh, what about walking? Yeah, what? Walking isn't enough exercise for me, is what I've learned. I have a turtle's metabolism, and if all I did was walk, I would, not, I would gain weight, even though I was exercising. I mean, maybe if I walked like two or three miles a day, but I don't have time to do that. So
4: I walk two or three miles. I walk to the end of, I walk to the end of, I walk up to Kegel. Yeah. and then I walk back from Kegel. Yep, down that steep hill.
3: Yep. Now and that um, that hill by your house—it's so I hard to get up. I know. Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> I used like, to up that hill. It doesn't look That's, like it should be that hard, but when you're going up, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so what are you doing, MV, Are you are you tracking your weight? Is the walking helping with weight loss at all? I'm my watch
4: is off right
3: now so okay no but i mean like do you step on the scale once a week yes i call myself
4: i call myself a whale when i weigh myself
3: Uh (laughs) no you're not allowed to be you're not allowed to be unkind to yourself that never helps anything (laughs) it never helps anything all right i'm gonna have to stop recording now you're being too mean to yourself yeah I call
4: myself a whale. Bye for now, everyone. Bye for now.
0: So much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at awitpodcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at awitpodcast. And on Instagram, You can find us at a Walk in the Park podcast. We'd love to hear from you.